had recently found out that uh, I was not the only co-podcaster in Sean's life. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, it, it, it took me a while to realize I was the other other guy in the in the situation but I've learned to I've learned to try to process this situation I'm going to try to try to uh, stick this out and and put forth my best but folks I got to tell you I do have some competition and we'll be discussing that I'm cheating we'll, on we'll be, Bill cheating on cheating on but we'll be discussing that a little later in the podcast so hope you need to tune in <laughs> Welcome. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Is this is this number eight? Number eight. Uh, number the, eight. The infinity yes. number. The yes. infinity number. Yes, you know. It cool. is, and yeah. it's just number one on my other podcast that I'm cheating on you. Number with. one. Yes, we're which, talking about Oki Noir. Which isn't that a cool name? Yeah. Oki Noir. Is it Noir? I, I call it I'm Noir. I'm saying it wrong. I know. I call it Noir. There are certain words I just pronounce wrong. And I have a Spotify I can't help myself. playlist named um, Gothic Noir <laughs> with all go. of, with all of my '80s Gothic <laughs> trance uh, songs on, and I thought this is kind of interesting the way it threaded into Oki Noir, Gothic Oki Noir. noir. Yeah. I know a lot of Noir singers from Echo and the Bunnymen to Peter Murphy to Susie and the Banshees. You all know what I'm talking about out well, there. Well, you know what? You're just going to have to come and be a guest on our show. I would love that. Yeah, and she can come and be a guest on this show. Wouldn't that be good? I would, I would like that. Okay. So we're, like talk, that. We're, we're talking about another podcast called Oki yeah, Noir. Yeah. Uh, oh, I call it Oki Noir. Oki Noir. N-O-I-R. Dot com. Not, dot com. Very cool. <laughs> Tune all in, things, folks. All things dark, desperate, um, deadly, dangerous, dastardly. And, and other other D words. Other D words. Yes. Which is why D is not a good grade to get. <laughs> but our our podcast, I mean, we have all those D words too. But we do. We're, we we're do. also into the wacky. Wacky. We're kind of wacky. Yeah. Right. Because we are kind of wacky. We are and wacky. You know what? You know, the poem that we're going to talk about today is, is pretty wacky too. How it looks and what it's about. How it looks is actually um, a large part of it. You know, yeah. how it's written, how it is phrased and how it uh, uh, physically appears is actually a, a easily half of the poem in my opinion that's right so you, that's why you folks need to actually look on the uh, on the website on the and, and check these photos out yeah look at the look at the picture of it on wackypoemlife.com and just to just to review real quickly i think uh, those of you all who are listening now have probably been listening to us but we are from the rural oklahoma museum of poetry downtown locust grove type in romp r-o-m-p that's a yes, shortcut. Facebook, yes. other other areas. Yes, and um, so we take a, a poem, a piece of writing that someone has left in the museum. It's a very interactive museum that exists ex- exist in a physical, actual place here that you can come and visit. Very hands-on, yeah. very experiential. Yes. And so then we talk about it for thirty minutes or so. Absolutely, and you know, I'm still I'm anxious to hear other people's. I've been promoting this. Uh, on my Facebook page, and my family in New Mexico has been listening, and they've been uh, uh, sort of encouraging others to listen to it. So, and you do are. That. I'm I'm Bill. I'm the better half of this. Uh, did I not? Uh, did I not, <laughs> the better did, half. <laughs> did, I'm the the, the the better half. Talk about a Freudian slip. You know, this might be you my very are, last. You are Bill. You, you are I, the better. I'm half. not the better half. I I am I'm half. We are equal halves. Equals, equals of a whole, of a whole. and yeah. I'm Sean Perkins. Sean is the better half. That, Sean is the, the dra- yeah. No, just take better out. We're not going to talk about better. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we are. Two halves make a whole. Two halves do make a whole. Yes. Yes. So this poem is uh, it's written on a piece of pattern paper. Thought so. Sewing that was pattern. one of my questions. Yes, it's I on thought a piece so. Of sewing pattern paper that's just kind of ripped up, and it's hanging. It was hanging up in the museum. 
And do you want to read it before I, we talk about it? I'd love to read it. Let me read it, and then we'll, we'll talk about the physical appearance of there. it. Okay. Okay. And it looks like it's even hanging on a clothespin on this pattern mm-hmm. paper. Here we go. My life started out nice and straight, then veered off like an uneven hem. That's okay. I like my skirts and life that way. Exclamation point. <laughs> there were two exclamation points. I like in my there. <laughs> I like my skirts and life that way. You know. <laughs> yes, you had the good uplift there to, yeah. to show that was an And I have skirts to 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 prove it. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation, exclamation point. Exclamation point. I am, I, I am Scottish after all. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Get down with your bad there Scottish self. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Don't look under that kilt, folks, unless you're really brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is very exclamatory because it's after the okay, too. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I found interesting was I thought this might be a piece of pattern paper because pattern paper, my mother, it's very thin. It's very almost onion yes. onion skin-like. Mm-hmm. And I thought, my goodness, these, they're supposed to pin this to fabric and then clip around it with scissors. And I don't know how to sew, but my mother <laughs> sewed. And it is it an a art. kind of magic, wasn't it? Is, it? it is magic. And I, I used to work as a teenager in a five and dime store, uh, and we sold fabric, and we sold patterns, pattern with in large drawers where you would look at patterns, Butterick's and McCall's and so forth. And I noticed I that you said in large drawers, in large drawers, Pat, in patterns. large drawers that were in you, large. You can make for large. Patterns. You can make large drawers <laughs> with your patterns. You know. You can have in large drawers. In large drawers. Perhaps if you don't make it to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's <Sorry>. right. <laughs> and I remember when I used to cut fabric, I used to get the eye from the, the, the housewives who used to wonder, can this guy, does he know how to cut fabric and how to measure by the yard and so forth? So I would always get the little little side eye. My mother never quite got the same you know, uh, uh, the same situation. She was, was always – Discrimination. Discrimination. Gender discrimination. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, notions and patterns. And, you know, the, from a store that smelled like popcorn and sold parakeets and fish and <laughs> – Days gone by, days of yore. I'm giving my age oh, away. Oh, those wonderful, you know, tactile sensory stores. That's true. That had all the what you said. Par- what you said. Parakeets. And Parakeets and fake butter in the popcorn. We don't know what it was. It was, an or- it was an orange bar of something. But this poem also reminds me of of sort of. Uh, I had questions about the author of this poem. Whether she, I, I assume it's a she because she. Uh, this person speaks about skirts. Uh-huh. And, and Sean, who wears skirts these days? I guess uh, some people do. Yeah. Did you wonder whether this might be someone who wore skirts back in the day? Maybe. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. You know what? I was just assuming it was someone younger because it is hanging up high in the museum. So it was somebody someone that had either tall enough to. Yeah, I th- they. I think they probably actually had to stand on a chair to to attach it. Like hanging laundry on a line. Mm-hmm. See, there's sort of a parallel there mm-hmm. as well. This is from a an exhibit we had back in 2017, I think. It was called Only Mystery. And uh, this, this is where I redesigned the whole museum, which at that time was just one big room in a portable building, to make it look like a house exploded by poetry. Oh, cool, yeah. So this one room had all these little different rooms in it, and all the sewing paper was in a room that was up in the loft, and it was the, um, it was like the bedroom, but it was exploded into a sewing room. Interesting, Yeah. interesting. That brings me to another point, Sean. I was wanting to ask you, is it rewarding for you to have kind of spoken or to th- – thought or dreamed this 
museum into existence because of your love of poetry because it's sort of like if you dream about it and try to work toward it it will it will come so to speak yeah. and it came into being and it's uh, i think there's there's actually power in power in that mm-hmm. uh, a thought or, or a, a desire to do to create and it comes into fruition mm-hmm. it's happened to me a very few times but this has got to be kind of rewarding because i thought this is all your idea the yes. museum the experiences the uh, uh, interaction with with the people who visit and i just find it kind of pretty amazing even me being here with you today is kind of like um, at, at your request uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally maybe totally request, totally yes. and I, you know, the better I, half, I, did, I, did, I did consent the better half requested <laughs> I'm going to live to regret that that was a, the most Freudian slip of my month goodness that's great well you use the word dream and that's dream. perfect because I've said this before and I know sometimes people don't believe me but the museum really did come to me in a dream in a dream an actual dream I dreamed I had this little museum it was in my grandparents old house in the main room living room and it was full of poetry machines poetry and machines yes yes They're, i don't really know what the machines looked like but that's what that's what my but dream they created was, poetry come to life. They, they created some sort of poetry in some form yes mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was a uh, very much a a relationship between human and object an object that would make the poetry out of the machine right right like so, a contraption like yeah. a, a gumdrop maker a chocolate maker a poetry maker contraption contraption yes contraption and very I and mean, my love of ephemera especially paper was definitely on display and in this exhibit only mystery there was all kinds of paper in there that people could write on and leave their poems and so in this loft area there was all these various pieces of uh, patterns that you could write on and so she wrote with red of uh, red felt tip on this piece of uh, paper so was there other pieces point. of paper besides uh, pattern paper to write on all kinds of so and uh, is, is there a correlation between the fact that she uh, used pattern paper and then used a sewing um, references uh, uneven hem mm-hmm. you know skirts uh, and, and yeah, so forth you know what I don't remember what the prompt was to write about it in in that area, it was probably just something that having to do with patterns, you know, like use a piece of this pattern paper to describe some sort of pattern in your life. And and that might have been the prompt. And so that's where the her poem came from. That's perhaps. true. Life does have a can life can have a pattern. Oh, yeah. Life can have a pattern. And, what Many, I, and they go over and over and they change. And I'd had a question for you, Sean, that is not exactly uh, answerable. But I've often wondered this all of my life. It's like, why is straight and narrow or straight considered to be the norm or the standard? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, straight. Uh, this this person says, my life started out nice and straight, mm-hmm. which I guess most of ours do. But I think I, I like to veer off and I, I like to wander. I like open. I like to veer and to look under and to experience and not stay on that necessarily that straight and narrow mm-hmm. you know I, I've often wondered why straight and narrow always considered the norm or the um, you know I didn't look up the um, the origin of the word straight are you surprised I should have done that I looked up other word origins but you know there might be an answer to that in the origin of the word that straight. would be interesting because we all I think, think it's also probably biblical probably biblical that's yeah, true straight is a gate kind of deal I see I see so, 
Well, to me, it seems very stringent, and I think it's gotten it us into a lot of trouble by trying yes. to stay on this, walk on this little narrow curb, and when we, we tend to fall off and during a, a wind or a, lose our balance or whatever, and that's where a discovery is made, I think. Yeah, because, so. well, and she says, nice and straight. Now, nice is the word I did look up. Oh, you looked up nice? Yeah, okay. because I, I don't like that word, especially how it's used most of the time. Okay. Because um, people mean it, you know, you should act nice, be nice, be nice to one another, and Okay. Yes. Right. I mean, right. we should treat each other well. Certainly. But Certainly. sometimes when someone's telling you to be nice, they're telling you to shut up. They're telling you to walk the straight path. They're telling you, you know, don't make waves. It's a little condescending, isn't it? It is. Be nice. Yeah. Well, and you know what I the origin of nice. the word nice, what it, actually, what it meant? I have no idea. Stupid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. It's from uh, the Middle English where it meant stupid. And uh, from Old French before that, and then Latin meaning ignorant or not know. Interesting. Not to know. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some people that I can say, you're very nice now and mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, I had to. No, no. That's that's great. You know, when you can use words and in your little head, you're like, yeah, this, this is there what I go. mean with these words. And they're re- somebody's receiving the words and Certainly. not getting that idea Certainly. at all. Yes. Be- so, you know, that's. That even may be what she kind of has in mind there, you know, that my life started out nice nice, and straight. Mm-hmm. So I started out not knowing things, being right. ignorant and just walking the same path everybody else But then she veered right? off like and in the uneven off. him, and it seems like she enjoyed the veering, which mm-hmm. I, is another word that I was wanting to talk to you about, mm-hmm. veer. Mm-hmm. I don't hear many people under a certain age group use the word veer. No. <laughs> I like the word veer. Yes, it mean it's it's from French. And okay. It means to whirl, turn, revolve. Um, that's from the the Anglo French, and which again comes from the the Latin, to wave or propel suddenly. Oh, no wonder I like that word. Yeah. It's very motion yes. related. Yes. Twirling, veering. You know, meaning then, going a different direction. I'm like I'm such a word nerd, Bill. Word I, nerd. I like yeah. That needs, to be, that needs to be a shirt. Word nerd. Okay. I like some of the ways that that these people in the dictionaries and so forth describe things because there's a note and the note says in capital letters the vowel change, the e in Middle English and the i in French is of unclear motivation. Hmm, mysterious, yeah, unclear yeah. motive. What is your Val motivation? Vowel change of unclear motivation. Wow. Hmm. I didn't know vowels could be unsolved so Unsolved mystery. Another unsolved mystery. <laughs> unclear motivation. In what is your vowel, motivation? In the vowel shift. In, in the vowel shift. Hmm. The great Germanic vowel shift, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be darned. But beer, yes. Beer. And so if you all go V-E-E-R, and – Yeah, if you go and look at the um, the poem on wackypoemlife.com, you will see that then she start, She does veer off with the word beer. She does veer off. And starts riding. The line is veering down downward. Yeah, it's, it's not. It is not nice and straight. It is veering veering off in another direction. So this poem, it, it's kind of a, just a lyric little stanza, but it's a concrete poem too. Right. Because of that. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you are. It is acting like the thing it is describing. It looks like the thing it's describing. Which is very. Don't you think that's very clever to do it this? Is. Because it's also then, it looks like an uneven hymn. It does look like an uneven uneven hymn. And how many people know what an uneven hymn looks like? (laughs) That's a lost art, too. I think I might recognize an uneven uneven hymn. 
but I certainly cannot sow even an uneven hymn. And do people even know what hymn means these days? H E M. This is another question. Or patterns. Or patterns. We're talking about pattern pe- paper. People might not know what that is. You're just going to have to Google it. Google it. Like, um, like a rotary rotary phone. Google that. When I'm, my grandma, you know, she was a quite the seamstress. She was very good. But she didn't use patterns, and she would actually scoff at my mom for using patterns. Because, oh, my. Yeah, because, you know, she just thought you, you should be able to make this uh, perfect dress without even using a pattern. That's amazing. So yeah. she her she, her life was nice and straight because she didn't need a pattern. Her, Interesting. Her, that's a good way of putting it. You know it. what I mean? We have, we have categories now even among seamstresses. Her you know. life was nice and straight. Right. And, and, and somewhat sad. I'm sorry, Gangi. That's oh, what we called her. Gangi. Her, her I've, first I've heard of. I've heard of Gangi. Yeah, her first grandchild called her Gangi, and so that's who she became. Yeah, this and is your mother's mother. My mother's mother. Okay. And so you said her life was nice and straight. Mm-hmm. I found this little poem whenever um, we decided on the, the this one to talk about. This is a little poem I wrote. It's actually I said I wrote it, but I didn't. I just put it together because they are lines from Gangi's calendar. Oh, cool. That she wrote. Remember those drugstore calendars? Oh, yes. See, oh, yes. We're dating mm-hmm. ourselves again. Certainly. But she would take a, a calendar from Fleming Drugstore here in town, and she would just write one little thing on it for every day. And so I took – and then I have the calendar, and this one's from like 19 – I don't remember the date, 70 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And um, these are lines from it. Gangi's Drugstore Calendar. This is where poetry lives. Doris brought my iron back. David Pierce started mowing my field. Birdie came after her cape. Sleet in Phoenix. Salty ate sandwiches with us. Quit smoking one year. Made five Easter rabbits out of bleach bottles. First mess of polk greens. Betty and girls stopped about ten minutes. Doris came out. She seemed lost without Jack. Uh Betty and Amos drove her school bus out to see me. First mess of corn. Got home about 4 p.m. A tired turd. <laughs> Catherine killing chickens. You know, that is so cool because each one of those is so very descriptive. And I happen to know what poke greens are. I know they need to be I know they need to be a mess par- of them too. A mess. I know what a mess is. And I know they need to be parboiled. I know what parboil means. But what I mean is that is so descriptive. And that is a lost art to be able to uh, – Put little little images into nuggets on a calendar, mm-hmm. and then they live on and live on and oh, live yeah. on. Oh yeah, and her Easter rabbits made out of bleach bottles. I bet those were very cool. <laughs> she was crafty. She was a, 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 a seamstress. As she was obviously a farmer. Mm-hmm. I but bet she. Right. I bet she could her wring life. a chicken's neck in, in no time flat and have it have <laughs> noodles, chicken noodles on the on the chicken and dumplings on the on the stove by evening. <laughs> but your life, her, you're right. Her life did not veer off. Did not veer off. No, it, it was. So she sounds very organized. If she put these um, daily, you know, for example, uh, quit, quitting smoking for a year is next to a mess of poke greens. You know, you have big events next to small events, yes. which well, I find fascinating. Yeah. Well, that might have, that was really the only big event, though, wasn't it? Most of them were small, and most of them. She's uh, my mom's Betty. She she gripes about mom a lot about just stayed ten minutes. You know. <laughs> oh, it's like I mean, that was uh, that was a diss. Yeah. That was a diss. Stay, Betty, uh, Betty and girls stayed ten minutes. Like that's all I got was ten minutes. Well, she used the word stopped. Betty and girls stopped. Stopped about ten minutes. Stopped about ten minutes. Didn't even stay. Betty stopped. Now you listen to this. 
you needed to stop longer. <laughs> Interesting. Mom, that is did, so cool. Mom didn't want to hear about her griping at her for, now, not you, using, for having to use a pattern to make some. How many calendars of, of, uh, do you have with this? Uh, these little snippets on them, Sean? Uh, I have some of her desk diary calendars, too. Yeah. I think I've got four or five. Um, and she did make, Gangi made my prom dress both my junior and my senior year. They were they were pretty simple dresses. Right, they, they right. They were beautiful. Right. Yeah. Those would be something to have as well. You oh, know, these I should are just, put those on the website too. Oh, I think that would be, be excellent. You still have those. <laughs> I have pictures, oh, I have pl- pictures well, of them. Well, please do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, have to you do know, that. Fashion. Be a, you know, fashion comes around, cycles back around. But I, that is just so – I know Martha Stewart does her uh, – Calendar. It makes it seem like you know. Stopped by the Hamptons party and did this and that. And much less interesting than your Ganges calendar, in my opinion. Yeah. Bill, do you know what you say to an angry woman sitting at a sewing machine? I know not to look her direction and just, especially if she's just quit smoking after one year. We don't, you know. And if he's got some, uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you seem stressed. You seem. <laughs> you seem stressed. You seem stressed. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I shouldn't I, tell sewing jokes. I might run out of material. Well, I, I came up with it. I uh, might uh, run out of material. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I have no. I have. I'm not following any particular pattern here. To see. <laughs> oh gosh. Remember have we lost mind? the thread we of lost our the, conversation? I don't know. I will, I will. I don't mean to hem and haw about it, but I will get back on. Needless Try. to say, yeah. maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, I'll veer back toward that direction of line. You know. People listening are like, "Stop it! Yeah. Stop doing that!" I sense, I sense about one dozen eyes rolling right now. So. <laughs> but it is a very cool poem, and and I, this is one of of several that Sean posted that I I she lets me thankfully choose the one I like best, and I think they've been poems that she has liked as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I I really like the exhibit that this one appeared in. The one I mentioned, only mystery. It was one of those that I I started off putting it together, and my dad was helping me because I was having him uh, spray paint a mural on the wall, and uh, I'd actually written the whole poem of "Diving into the Wreck" by Adrian Rich on the wall, and then he was spray painting it over it and leaving some of the words showing right. and then he, so he was making a mural over it so i liked that part of it but it was um it was based on a line from the the great spanish poet federico garcia lorca who said that only mystery allows us to live only mystery only mystery because it only has unanswered questions and Pushes us forward. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah Interesting. That's that's why we want to keep going. Is yeah. because there's mystery. Because we do have questions. Yeah. And so that's why I want to make this mysterious house where every little room you go into is not the room you thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And people that go in there and leave poems or read poems may have thoughts and ideas they may not have had otherwise, and therefore it branches out and veers in different directions. And mm-hmm. it's just it goes every direction, yeah. which is very which cool. Which is if you read very much about that poet about Lorca, his life certainly veered off too. And he well, he was eventually assassinated. He was killed by a a firing squad by the oh my fascist government. Talk about yeah yeah hmm. not a not. Not a pleasant way to go, I suppose, but no. probably fairly quick. 
<laughs> you know, there's no, there's no, there's no way to lighten this up, folks. On that, on, no. right there. You know? <laughs> Hope you had a cigarette or something. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh my! But I, I, I was wondering about this. This poem is like um, she likes her skirts that way. Hmm. Were her skirt? Were her skirts? Were her skirts? Um, Might be a skirt. Skirt. Skirt's a kind of a skirt. Is, is, it, is a skirt a word? Yeah, because a skirt is a skirt and a short at the same time. <gasps> It's like culottes. I hadn't. So I know what culottes oh, are. I know, I know what culottes are. Here we go again. Now we're going to get into the pedal pushers. It's going to get deep. But I did not know skirt was a word. Yeah, it is. But I wonder why she likes her skirts uneven. I wonder. She, she likes her skirts. She said she likes. That's okay. I like my skirts that way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're more comfortable uneven. Maybe the band, elastic band, is more. Well, uh, she just decided she didn't want to again walk on that straight and, and nice path, and so she wanted to feel different inside and sometimes you want to feel different inside you make yourself look different outside look different so, outside and don't know. we see that a lot now you mm-hmm. know with, with with appearances with piercings and tattoos and mm-hmm. colors of hair mm-hmm. we are an attention seeking and craving society mm-hmm. these days i remember i pierced my one of my ears when i was 18 and i think my family thought the world was going to end <laughs> and you know today i look at people and think hmm I, I was probably mild back in the day, you know. Very interesting. <laughs> but the sky was going to fall because sky you had an earring. Fall, had an earring. Yes. Well, I don't think it's happened yet, but I never veered, know. Apparently, my, I, I it would ve- be the cause of it, though, I Bill. Would be the cause. I veered off. I veered off like an uneven hem. So. You'll be able to get this one, Bill. Okay. What does Jean-Luc Picard say when the engineering uh, uh, offered to fix his electric sewing machine? Uh, I, I need a British accent. Uh, John Luke Picard say when when who who offered to fix his the engineering official offered to fix his electric sewing machine. Something Scotty Scotty uh, him Scotty him. <laughs> <laughs> what did what does Jean Luc Picard always say? Um, f- uh, uh, f- what, yeah, forward or onward or or something. Uh, Make it so. Oh, make it so. Make it so. Make it so. S E W. He had the yeah. He had the best accent of all the uh, Starfleet captains. I opinion. would not attempt the accent at all. <laughs> the only accent I can do is this one where I sound like I just came That's, up from you know, out of the depths. Yeah, and you, you got a you got a human ha- human leg bone and the sack behind your back. You know that's what scares me. <laughs> That's that's an that's an episode for Okie Noir. And I'm going to meet <laughs> I'm gonna Bubba down by the railroad Down tracks. at the Shine House. Y'all give him this gunny sack. <laughs> that's my that's, own that sounds, a, that sounds a, a little too real. <laughs> I think we have an alter ego here. No. I don't, I, well, I don't know. It could be fun. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that one. Yeah. Cool. You know, I have a friend who writes songs about sewing machines. You have a friend who writes songs about sewing machines. He's a singer songwriter. He's a sing- singer, S I N G E R, songwriter. songwriter. He's got one of those little machines uh-huh. that singers on it. And, or so yeah. it seems. Do you remember the. Or so, or so it seems? I'm going to hem and haw till I get kind of. But hem and haw, veer off. Veer off. I remember those little Make bullet, your own pattern. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, veer off and uh, do not follow the straight and narrow. That, that is, you know, if I can advise people, don't always do be not, nice. Don't always be nice, and do not ever follow the straight and narrow. Ever, you know, take that path less traveled. You'll be happy, as the poem says. <laughs> but do you remember those little sewing kit accessories that were in the mm-hmm. shape of a little? They were like mint green, and they looked like bombs. 
and they had you know you open like bombs. Yeah, they look like a a, a a submarine or a bomb, and you'd open them up, and they had like uh, needles and uh, thread and so forth. I'll have to, I'll get a photo of one. We'll post it on the website in case anyone's really curious about this. Oh, so. and by the way, um, kind of trying to do a promo here. Okay. If if okay. you all will share Wacky Poem Life, say anything about it on any social media. And um, and let us know by either doing a screenshot of it or emailing us a link to whatever you shared. We will give you a gift. Ooh. A gift from Wacky Poem Life. I might have to sign something. There might be yeah. worth something. So hmm. share us. Share us anywhere you want on Instagram, on Facebook, or whatever okay. all those other places are out there. And then, like I said, do a screenshot or send us a link or something. And uh, you can do it through an email or you can message us. But it's wackypoemlife at gmail.com. Or you can message us on the website. So all my Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona peeps, Colorado peeps, come on, let's do this. You're out there. I know you are. You tell me you are. (laughs) I got another poem, Bill, about that. This is one I actually did write. I didn't just uh, steal it, plagiarize it from Gangi, but it's about her. Okay. And it's called Birthday Skirt. And so I I thought this went, went well with our poem today, too. And this was after uh, Grandpa had died, and she'd been she lived quite a quite a while after he died, at least uh, thirty years, quite a while. Okay. It's called birthday skirt. She has been alone for twelve years. Remembers only the birthdays of dead people. She shared one with Bertie, her brother's wife, who spoke in questions and smiles and said of the only daring skirt she ever made. Interesting pattern choice for you, Monty while blowing cigarette smoke past her ear. Bertie wore department store clothes and smelled pink. She had an Audrey Hepburn neck and blonde hair bubbled into a sunrise display. Men stopped talking when she entered a room. The skirt, long since cut apart and used for doll clothes, was V-striped in bright tones of orange, red, and yellow and trimmed inside with delicate ivory lace. That and that skirt stopped traffic. Apparently, that is that you know that is again so such a cool visual. Yes, but her little competition there, Birdie. Birdie. Yeah, Birdie yeah. didn't didn't care for it. Interesting. Yeah, she's kind of making fun of her. Again, competition, sewing competition. Yeah. You know those that need patterns and those that use bright colors and. Oh well, she didn't use a pattern now. No, that what I mean is that she didn't like those patterns. <laughs> what it, that was, she kind of looked down upon those that used patterns and. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. birthday skirt. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Very cool. Very nice. And in case anyone is wondering, the sound effects behind us, the ominous sound effects, are the, is a nice, <laughs> it didn't go by, didn't it? a nice thunderstorm, a nice, in case you're wondering, it's not my stu- Oh, I thought it was a truck. It's not, uh, that it was, wasn't our truck. It wasn't a truck this time. It was thunder or, or, or my stomach. It was one of those two things because they're both, they're both pretty uh, loud today. So <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> okay. Um, so next week we will be recording uh, on christmas, christmas eve. eve and we christmas actually have eve next week <laughs> we have a sort of christmasy type poem next week and it will be our first one that we're going to talk about that is by a person who signed it and we actually know the person and i talked to her so that cool. will be really cool very cool week. right mm-hmm. very I, cool yeah so I think we're. I think we're all. We veered off and we veered off and we and we yeah we're kind of we we're on the straight and narrow for just a little bit then we're going to veer off again folks it's our it's our nature to veer 
reverers. <laughs> and thank yep. you, thank you for joining us and and veering into this podcast. Veering, veering and, and let us know that you're out there again. Yeah. You know, uh, do, do do the the contest, and you know, who knows what you'll will get. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. Like like life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Poetry is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>